What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co-hosts Jack Manis and Andrew Schreffler. Welcome back, Hogline Nation, and you're listening to the 167th episode of the podcast. Super wildcard weekend is in the books. Little lackluster. We'll get into that in a second here. We also hear from Schreff for the final time, as expected. Uh, for Eagles rant of the week until next September. So stay tuned for that. We'll see what Shref has to say. We'll give him, uh, you have to come up with an adjective of the day. I don't know if you did that already. I got one right now. Oh, he live. does. We live. We live. We live. We officially live, Mitch, now that uh, Shref has the adjective of the week for Eero. So there we go. There we have it. Uh, and we will also be giving our picks here for the divisional round and uh, i guess i right now i can give a little recap of how we did and my adjective for how we did is bad very very bad i think i want i want you guys to decide right now who right now who is prime book it with trent or me for fade god who would you take it's pretty close because pretty much I'm at the point where like I'm really trying to think of go against my gut instinct and go mm-hmm. with that because or maybe I'm just cursed. Maybe just whatever I say, the opposite will happen. I don't know. It's it's bad. Ice cold. I'll take Trent because like that man is magical, but uh yeah, you're 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 pretty awful. So is Shref. You guys both suck. You're you're tied. I yeah, yeah, I had a bad week this week. I had a real bad week this week. I I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Kevin. I think he got me off on the wrong foot this weekend, and from there it was just it just went downhill. Yeah. So Jack is in the lead currently. He went three of six. Uh, I don't. Which one did you get right, Jack? Uh, I got Rams. The Rams minus three and a half. The over Steelers Chiefs and the Bucks minus eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just got. Rams minus three and a half, and Shref got Bills minus Bills. four. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I mean, the two I was most confident in was probably Patriots plus four and under in the Steelers Chiefs, and the Chiefs almost got the over by themselves. Mm-hmm. So, didn't quite work out. 
I think Patrick Mahomes in the three times he has faced the Steelers has 14 touchdowns and one interception. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. No. Um, but without further ado, we will get into our picks in a second here. We'll hear from Shref here. What were your thoughts on, on this weekend's game? Oh, boy. Um, well, if we're going to go adjective first, I think I think, I think think disappointing is a good one. Um, I mean, we, we, we talked about it a little. I, I felt good about them covering. I did not feel good about them winning, which I think everyone in America could probably agree with. Um, and it was one of those things like Frankie, Frankie and I talked about it, like that, like that first drive happened and me and him looked at each other and we were like, why did we bet on them to cover? <laughs> like it was, it, it was like an instant regret on that one. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like freak out on him just because like when it, when it boils down to it, you're going up against Tom Brady, you're going in with a, with pretty much a rookie QB, um, a bunch of young guys. Like you don't, you don't have like a ton of playoff experience on that roster at the moment. So it went. In terms of the result, I think it's what everyone expected. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a blowout. It certainly was. Um, if we're going specifics, I thought Nick Sirianni's play calling was uh, not not great. I mean, Devontae Smith ended up with what, like, I don't know, like five or six catches, and those were, like, all kind of towards the end of the game, like when it didn't really matter at that point. Meanwhile, uh, he who shall not be named uh, number 18 for the Eagles. Dylan Rager. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can say it. Um I was saying to my friends at home this weekend, like I know because of the way this first season has gone, he's drawn a lot of like Aguilar comparisons. That is, that is disrespectful to Nelson Aguilar to make, to make that comparison with him. Um, they, and it's a mix of a couple of things. One, Jalen Rager just doesn't seem very good. He can't catch. He can't like return punts. He doesn't just, he doesn't seem to understand the offense at all. And the worst part about it is that Sirianni and them just keep putting him out there. Like, I don't, I, I don't know if you guys watch the game closely or not, but, it, like, I think Jalen Rager ended up having probably, like, seven or eight plays that were, like, directed towards him. And I don't know if Devontae Smith had one of those. It was, it was one of the most absurd things I've ever seen in my life. And then defensively just couldn't stop him from the, from the get-go. Um, also makes it hard when the offense isn't contributing anything on the other side, but still just, I mean, just made their way down the field with complete ease the whole time. So now I guess the focus comes into the off season, which I'm excited for, very nervous about, but excited for. I'm, I'm interested to see where they end up going. I think, I think the one benefit of this loss is that it, it, it did open up some eyes in terms of where they need help, I think. Um, I think the O-line could still use another guy or two. Um, I think the D-line, the, especially the edge rushers, could use some help. Derek Barnett is fine as like a rotational guy. I don't think he should be starting. I think he makes too many dumb penalties and costs his team a lot of yards in the process of it. Um, could use more linebackers, could probably use another secondary guy. There's holes here. And I know we, we talked about the other week about that QB trade conversation. I think I think a game like this, as bad as Hurts played, I think it's an eye-opener that the team as a whole just has a kind of a, long, a longer way to go than I think some people thought. I think that sums up pretty well. Uh, Derek Barnett, as you mentioned, had a – it was a roughing the passer penalty. It was right? early on. I think it was like the first drive. They, they were about to get. I think they were about to get off the field, if I remember correctly, or at least close to it. Yeah, I think that was on a third down. I think you're probably right. Um, but yeah, it just from start to finish. You know, Eagles scored a couple garbage time fourth quarter touchdowns. It didn't really matter, mm-hmm. but it was complete domination. Um, I guess maybe some people, not even not 
not particularly for this game, but as a whole for the Bucks, maybe for their Super Bowl chances. I some people might be fading them because they don't know Antonio Brown or Chris Godwin. Mm. Um, but I guess people fail to remember that Tom Brady was working with much worse weapons for a significant portion of his uh, career, especially toward the end of New England. So that doesn't really seem to matter. Uh, I do have two, I guess, one question and one fun. Well, it's not really fun, but one fact for you guys and one question for you guys to ponder. Uh, The first, I'll start with the the not so fun fact. Uh, Henry Ruggs finished with more receiving yards in the season than Jalen Rager. And Henry Ruggs went to jail in week eight. Uh, you're right. That's not fun. That's not fun for anyone. Not fun no. for Henry Ruggs because he went to jail. Not fun for Eagles fans because they have Jalen Rager. And mm-hmm. it's just overall, it, there's no fun. Yeah, tough scene. Tough scene. And the other thing, um, I referred to this guy uh, by this nickname, which I'll say in a second throughout the whole entire game. Um, but I, th- I made the proclamation that I think Mike Evans is a Hall of Fame lock. What do you guys think? about that assertion. Ooh. I referred to him the whole game as Hall of Famer Mike Evans, and I don't think I'll ever uh, refer to him as anything else anything more. But did I, did I see something? Has he been a thousand yard receiver every year he's been in the league? He's the first player in NFL history to start his NFL career with eight straight a thousand yard seasons. He is only 27 or 28 years old. 28. Yeah. And he has nine, 9,300 yards, I think. Yeah, yeah I think. Never below a thousand. Definitely a, a few double-digit touchdown seasons, particularly in the last two. Um, so he's putting together quite the resume. And again, still has what is he? He's twenty. He's twenty-seven, Jack. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight years old. Not even thirty yet. What do you guys think? I I'm going to I have like the numbers like to do it. I think a big I think a big factor of it could be depending how long Brady sticks around. Um. Because like I, I just don't know where where their QB situation goes from there. But I mean, also, he managed to do what he was doing with with Jameis as well. So like, he he is really. I, I I mean, there's definitely an argument to be had about him being one of the more underrated receivers. I think I think part of it is like I, I mean, especially having him on like fantasy teams in the past. I feel like he has those he has those games where he'll go for like 150 and like three touchdowns, and then the next week will come out and they won't throw it to him one time. Um, that would be the only knock. But I mean, if you're if you're getting a thousand yards every season, you're in the league. Um, you definitely have a have a legit argument. What do you think, Jack? I agree. Uh, I'm looking at his pro football, pro football reference right now. Um, and yeah, you you said his stats and they're accurate and they are Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, only three Pro Bowls, though. I mean, it's weird. It's kind of nitpicking to say only three, but only three Pro Bowls and no first team All Pro. So he was never. Like you never consider Mike Evans as a top five wide receiver. Like he's a borderline, in like any of these years, like he's like a borderline top five. Like, so he's never been like, you know, like a. But he's consistently a top 10 wide receiver. Right. So, like, yeah. I don't know. What do you. It's hard to, it's hard to weigh like. Uh, is it that, that it's tough? I don't know. Super Bowl champion last year, well on right. their way to making another Super Bowl run this year, and 
Yeah, you can just discredit the Pro Bowl. Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde did not make the Pro Bowl, but they were first and second team All Pro this year. So that doesn't mean anything. What does mean did anything? The Pro Bowls. I don't Pro think Bowl they games. mean anything. I, I so then, then he has nothing on his resume in regards to awards. If Pro Bowls mean nothing, right? But he also yes, he's the only player in NFL history to do this. And I don't know. Yeah, like I said, he's only 28 years old. Uh, so I just, I think he's definitely good. I don't think people realize that Mike Evans is well on his way to make the Hall of Fame. Because I guess maybe that's not a Hall of Fame name. But, yeah. you know, I don't know. Just interesting. And I'm always going to, I'm going to refer to him as Hall of Famer Mike Evans from now on. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Jackie also was, he was second team All-Pro in 2016. So he, he made one All-Pro team. All right, enough about the Eagles. We will not be talking about them for a little while here. That's okay. Also, I guess maybe one quick thing before we get into our previews here and our selections. Uh, do you guys think the seven seed is necessary to have in the playoffs considering how they've fared the first two years in the, <laughs> for the implementation of the seven seed? Steelers get blown out this weekend. Eagles get blown out this weekend. We had Mitch Trubisky starting a playoff game last year and Phil Rivers starting a playoff game last year. So is it necessary to have seven teams in the playoffs from each conference? Wasn't the seven seed last year uh, the Titans? No, it was not. It was the Indianapolis Colts oh, and the higher. Chicago Bears. Really? I thought the Titans played the Ravens in the 2-7, the 3-6. Um, no. Okay. I... You know, I was thinking this, and then they reaffirmed my point on part of my take. I think that – I mean, I'll still – I still kind of like it at the six teams, um, the old format, but I'm not too mad. We get an extra game, playoff football game. And, yeah, the opponents we just named are not – may not be playoff worthy. Like the Steelers are not a playoff team this year. Eagles probably weren't either. Um, but uh, – if the Chargers are in that game, if the, you know, that'd be a really fun Chargers-Chiefs game. Um, it's just all about the opponent. I think that one of these years, a, a team like the Chargers could sneak in and make it at least a really exciting game, if not win. So um, that's my thoughts on that. You know, I I agree. I, I, I think it is all matchup dependent. Like, I mean, in, in terms of the, the NFC, I think, like, I don't know if there was any team that was going to give the Bucks a game. But I mean, if we're if we're thinking AFC, like Jack said, if Chargers get in, I'd even argue that if if Colts get in, they they probably give them a decent game as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, as as a huge football fan, as you, as you guys are well aware, I'm I'm always okay having an extra game. I just wish I could bet better on said games. Right, and I mean, it wasn't even just. Uh, what am I trying to say? It wasn't just the two seven games. Most yeah. of these games were not good this weekend. The only one was the Raiders Bengals. That was a pretty good game. It was a touchdown. However, the Raiders were at the 10 yard line or so uh, with a chance to tie it. But the Rams Cardinals game last night was not good at all. Okay. Right from the start, Rams had that in control. We mentioned that the Eagles and Steelers game, it was pretty much a nightmare. And 49ers Cowboys was somewhat close, I guess, but the 49ers were still in control most of that game. And uh, the Bills Patriots, another blowout. So not 
not many cl- compelling games this past weekend, but as we transition here to our divisional round preview, I think these games will be much better. They seem like they'll be um, more evenly matched, and I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys think as well. Uh, I have all my selections. I'm pretty confident in most of them. I'd say maybe there's one game I'm not wasn't 100% sure what I was going to go with, but one I'm I'm uh, I'm definitely confident in. But as we know, take that with a grain of salt because I am trash at sports betting. Let's start with the leader, Jack, in the first game of the weekend. Uh, the Saturday at 4.30 game on CBS, we got the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Scheisty mm. taking on Ryan Tannehill, hopefully Derrick Henry, and the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. The spread... Three and a half. Three and a half, thank you, in favor of the Titans. Yep. The over-under the last time I checked was 47. Is that moved? Still, Still the same. 47. All right. Like I said, we'll start with the leader of the pack right now, Jack. He is up uh, two games on Treff and myself. Uh, you can, I guess you can pick the order this time, Jack. Of, do, do you want to give your selection first or do you want you want to follow in Treff's footsteps? Because he did go first last No, week. I'm sticking last. Yeah, it went oh. really well when I went I'm first. sticking last. Who go first, me or Treff? Treff. All right. Same order as last week. We're going to go Treff. Gives his Same thoughts order. first on the a little bit here, his thoughts on the game, then his selection, and then myself. Jack goes uh, last, and uh, yeah, floor is yours, Ref. How do you see this game going? Oh man, this is a like as as fun as these games are, and pretty much like in all these games, there's a team coming off of like a like a pretty convincing win. So I, th- I think that makes it a lot harder. Like when you're looking at the Titans who haven't who got a bye week. While I think it obviously helps to get an extra week of rest, it also you come in a little colder than the Bengals do, especially after that game that they played. Um, see, this time I don't like going first because this time I'm not as I'm like after this past week, my my brain is all over the place now. But with all that being said, I am going to take. Yeah, let's do it. Give me the over forty-seven in this one. Um. I think the way this game is probably going to work out is it, I think it's going to be close all the way through, especially if Henry plays Titans kind of got hot to, they, they had a few weeks when Derek first got out that they um, I kind of lost their footing a little, but I think they've figured it out. I, Dante Foreman's been awesome for them um, the last few weeks when he, when he's been playing. So I think even if Henry doesn't play, I think they still end up having a pretty formidable run game. And I think more than anything, I think points are going to have to be scored in this. I don't see a way in which these two offenses aren't going down the field pretty consistently on each other. So I'll take the 47. All right. Fair enough. Jack, are you writing these down again? Yep. Or can you? Okay. Thank you. So as I said in my little introduction there, there was one game I was a little bit unsure of where I was going to go. And this was the game. I initial thought and i'm sure a lot of people are going to be on cincinnati my myself included i was initially I'm like you know what they're coming off a great win joe burrow seems to have this charisma and swagger to him where uh he's just so confident in the success of the team and has certainly worked out this this season so far their offense looks great their defense is playing really well they 
their signings of I think Mike Hilton. I think that was, it was his first year in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Mike Hilton, um, Trey Hendrickson. Um, their, um, their safety. I don't remember his name, but Jesse they signed Bates. him as well. Bates. Well, no, he was there previously. Who did they sign though? They, didn't they sign a safety? Ooh. I don't know. Their free agent signings on the defense are paying off. Their defense yeah. is playing really well now. It's not just their offense because that's usually what you think of initially when you think of Cincinnati. You think of Von Bell. Dynamic Von Bell. Thank you. The dynamic receiving core, Joe Burrow. So that, again, that's what I think a lot of people are going to be on Cincinnati. But Tennessee, I know people, I feel like people are just discounting them. They were the one seed for a reason. Even when Henry went down, they still held on to that. A lot of people thought they would falter from there on. And he may be coming back. I don't know how healthy he's going to be. Um, but they cannot be counted out. And I think it's kind of a trap because I think people are going to be all on Cincinnati and I think they're kind of neglecting Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins this game. However, I'm not confident by four points or more. So I'm not really going to touch the spread. I'm going to the uh, over-under here. And right off the bat, we're going to be having a head-to-head. I'm going to be under 47. I think the Titans, you know, you did, to your point, Shref, you did compliment their running attack. That lends itself to, you know, time getting ticked off the clock. Mm-hmm. They're a slow moving offense. I know the, the Bengals are a little bit more dynamic. They can hit a big play to Jamar Chase or Higgins or Boyd can take one at any given moment. However, I think the Titans are going to control the clock. And, you know, all of us were on the over last week with the Raiders Bengals, and that did not hit. So I'm going to go with the under here. I think the Bengals, sorry, I think the Titans win this game probably like, I don't know. 20, 23, 20, something like that. So I'm not super confident in it because this was the game I was most conflicted in, but I'm going to go with the under here because I'm not definitely not touching the spread in this one. Um, so I originally had Bengals plus three and a half as my pick. Um, and uh, before we started recording, I was rethinking it and Mitchell reaffirmed my uh, my thinking that the public is way on the Bengals, which I don't like that. Um, however, I'm kind of with with the public in the sense that just the Bengals are a really hot team. They're fun to watch and root for, even though they're in division. Like I don't know, I, Joe Burrow just you cannot dislike him. Like he's cool. I love Joe cool. Burrow. Yeah. So I really wish he was on a different team. Yeah, but yeah, it's tough for you guys. Um, that being said, I'm going with the over Mitchell over 47. I'm with Shref here for a couple of reasons. Um, we talked about, or I just, whatever Mitchell mentioned how deadly this Bengals passing attack is Titans don't have a, uh, great pass defense. They're seventh worst in point in passing yards allowed. Um, and then on the flip side, the Bengals defense, although they got some formidable pieces they are a little banged up i know hendrix is dealing with an injury after last game so is hilton uh sam hubbard as well so um even if they all play i'm looking at the injury report right now and two of them are limited hubbard was full participant so i'm gonna guess they play but they could be banged up um that's another reason to uh titans could move the ball better and 
uh, they're all point, all signs are pointing to them getting Henry back. And when Henry's uh, healthy in the first, what was that? Eight games, first eight games, the Titans averaged uh, over 28 points a game. So uh, I like the over 47. This will be uh, tough to come back from if the, if the over does in fact hit. True. It may bury me a little bit, and I might have to run the table at that point in order to have a chance to win this thing. So we're going to know right away if, uh, if I'm in trouble or not, which it already looks like I am. The next game we have on the docket here is the Saturday game at 8.15. We have the San Francisco 49ers coming off the big win in Dallas, heading to Green Bay, who is on, uh, off their bye week. The Packers are favored by five and a half points. The over-under is 47 and a half. Um, what do you guys think? Shreff, you're up first, as we've decided here. So is Green Bay going to hold on? Or uh, the 49ers, are they going to play spoilers here? Yeah, this is another tough one. Um, for me personally, the way I'm looking at this is, I mean, in terms of that Dallas game, as an Eagles fan, obviously very fun to watch. As someone who had Dallas covering, not as fun to watch. But nonetheless, um, I think the one main thing that I that I noticed personally in that game was the difference in coaching between the two teams. I thought I thought Dallas in pretty much every facet of the game got straight up out coached. Um, Niners had a little bit of a lull offensively in the second half, but I think more of that was just because they were up and they were trying to hold on to a lead. But um, yeah, looking at that, I think going into this matchup, the coaching matchup is way better. Uh, Matt LaFleur, in my opinion, still doesn't get enough credit for the job that he's done there. Um, if I'm not mistaken, still, I think the highest winning percentage of any coach at the moment. In their first three seasons? Uh, just I, I think his winning percentage just overall is like you had to have a minimum of however many games coached, I think. But his winning percentage at the moment, I think, is the highest of any coach. Um, yeah. I think he def. I think I saw that stat where he definitely has the best record. I think in the first three seasons of a, of a coaching like that, career. Yeah. So, so impressive. Either, so I think once again a tough one because I think I, I think the public is going to be heavy on Niners after what they saw. But for me personally, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with who I think is the better team. I'm gonna stick with who I think has the better coach, and obviously I'm gonna stick with the team that I think has the better um, QB wide receiver duo. Ian Rodgers and Devontae. So I'm going to take the Packers to cover that five and a half at home. Okay. Yeah. Can't be mad at that. At that. And yeah, we are certainly an anti Kyle Shanahan podcast here. Still so. am. Yeah. No matter how good he does, I still am. Yeah. All right. Uh, I believe I'm up here next. This was, I think, I mean, in my opinion, at least, I think these games. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say that. My most confident pick is is yet to come. It's not in this one. Mm. However, I the past, I'd say, three postseasons, I have been completely off of the Packers. I've called them frauds. They seem to choke every single year at some point. They've lost – well, they've lost the past two NFT championship games, correct? Is there is – did they lose three in a row? Or Just two. Three? I think it was, it was San, San Fran the one year. And then, and then the Tampa Bay last year. Tampa Bay yeah. last year. I think just two. Well, I think their fraudulence continues. Ah. And the San Francisco 49ers 
are going to cover and they're going to win this game and win. Wow. These first two games are huge for us, Mitchell. They're absolutely huge. And the number one reason behind this, there ain't no stopping Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. They're not stopping him. Debo Samuel will have continue his monstrous season. He's going to have 200 all purpose yards and two touchdowns. Whoa. Whoa. They're, 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 they're soft. They're going to get beat up in the run game. Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, huge game incoming. And it will have a Jimmy Garoppolo back in the NFC championship game here. I don't want to think about that. Me neither, but <laughs> prepare yourself because they're going to win this game. Well, I'll be ready. Okay. Jack's definitely going to tail me and agree with Shreff here, but we'll see what he has to say. The floor is yours. Packers minus five and a half. Oh, oh Jack, we're rolling. <laughs> um, how huge! This is humongous. <laughs> this is this is very big for you, Mitchell. <laughs> I doubted the Niners last week. I'm gonna doubt them again. Um, big factor going into this uh, that I considered, similar to my previous pick, the uh, Niners are a little banged up. Nick Bosa left the concussion. Um, uh, Fred Warner had a low ankle sprain. That looks so painful yeah. in the field. He was screaming. Yeah. And agony, they claim but... he's going to, they claim he's going to be ready, but I don't know. Right. Like a hundred, a hundred percent versus a hundred percent in like football terms is more, are two very different things. Exactly. And those are two big pieces, like key yeah. pieces of their defense is Bosa and Warner. So um, I think Rogers can exploit that. Um, I know that Packers have been quote unquote frauds the past two years, but and they may still be this year, but I, I see them winning this game. Also, the weather's, I'm sure, is in Green Bay's favor as well. So um, I just like the Packers by by six points in this game. I think that Rodgers and LaFleur get it together um, for this week at least. And they're going to be clicking on all cylinders. So let's give me the Packers. Minus five this will be Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Green Bay Packer. We're going to be watching okay. that on Saturday night. So just prepare yourself, NFL. Okay. No one's stopping Debo Samuel. No one. All right. On to Sunday, 3 o'clock. We got the Los Angeles Rams going to Tampa Bay to face Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. The Bucs are three-point favorites. The over-under is 48-and-a-half. The Bucs, who are the defending champions, and they look like they're on a roll right now, uh, going against a team that we all loved preseason in the Los Angeles Rams. I picked them to win it all. Jack, did you pick them? to? No, you had them going and losing to the Chiefs, if I remember correctly. Yep. And I think Shreff definitely had them making a deep postseason run. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't there for the original episode, I think, of the predictions, but um, I, I was very high on the Rams in the beginning. I remember we, we had our week one overreactions, and one of mine was that I thought the Rams were the best team in the NFL. Yeah. So... Here we are, divisional round of the playoffs, a trip to the NFC Championship on the line. What are we thinking here? Are we sticking to our original guns, or have we reevaluated a little bit? We'll hear from Shreff first. Yeah, th- in my opinion, I, I think this is the toughest one because you have you have on, on Tampa Bay side, you have a quarterback that you're just I mean, you're just not supposed to bet against him. I, I feel like that's become just kind of like a law. Um, and on the other side, I, I think the Rams have, have hit their stride again. I remember they had that 
what, like three, four week stretch where they, they looked like a shell of themselves, but it seems like they figured it out pretty well. Um, another big point of this game is, um, is Tristan Wirfs playing yes or no? Are we aware of that? He's in a, he's in a walking boot at the moment. Tristan Wirfs is not on their injury report. Okay. Okay. Didn't they have another um, offensive lineman go down though in the game? Was that Ryan Jensen? Jensen, but he, he came back in, I believe. So I, I, okay. I, I think he's a non-factor, but, but either way, um, looking at these, at these two games, um, like the games of last week, the Bucks obviously go are, are against Philly, tear them up. Um, both, I mean, not as much running the ball because Eagles run defense is always pretty good, but throwing the ball. Um, Brady faced a little pressure, but mostly it was it was those quick, it was just those quick hitters, things like that. Looking at this Rams defense, I think they're hitting their stride at the perfect time. Uh, Aaron Donald obviously is, I mean, the best. Are at this point, it's arguable, but I think he's still the best. I mean, still the best player and best defensive player in the NFL. Um, Von Miller starting to figure out the system. Jalen Ramsey's still Jalen Ramsey. Um, you had a lot of like random names step up last night. Like, uh, David Long was sitting there and a couple other guys. Um, I'm going to do something a little risky here, boys. I think I'm taking the Rams plus three. I think I'm taking the Rams plus three. I, I, I like what I'm seeing out of them. I think they are overall, maybe a more complete team just based on starting lineups. And I, like I mean the Cardinals aren't a great team but they expose them for what they truly are and I I think Brady struggles a little bit more with this Rams defense than the than the Eagle than with the Eagles defense so plus three Rams yeah it's a really tough one I um as you can kind of probably allude from the the uh the tone of my voice I'm not confident in this spread at all I'm not sure which way it would go two teams I really like. And I, I, I legitimately think that these are probably, I think these are, I don't know. I don't know if I could say that, but say it. I I'll say uh, you might agree. I think, I think whoever wins this game goes to the Super Bowl. I agree with that because I picked the 49ers to go to beat the Packers. And I think either of these teams would beat the, the 49ers. I think either of them would beat the Packers too. Yep. But so I agree with that. I, what I was debating about saying was, I think these are the two most complete rosters in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'd say maybe they're two of the top three or four rosters in the NFL. I mean, maybe you could include Kansas City in there. I think Kansas City and maybe maybe Buffalo. Right. So I don't know. But either way, two fantastic teams. No, Not much weakness on either side of the ball here. Um, I'm just going to go with the under 48 and a half. That's going to be my selection here. Uh, Shref mentioned that the, the Rams defense is really hitting their stride. Bucks defenses look great all year. They're consistently year in and year out dominant against the run. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, Cam Akers, who had a really, uh, you know, encouraging game last night. Sonny Michelle ran pretty well, had a couple big runs. So how that fares against the run defense of the of Tampa Bay. Um, we'll see if Leonard Fournette comes back and if he can be a factor against the Rams run defense, which is also good in its own right. I just think the defense is dominated slightly more than the offenses. And we get a, I don't know, maybe a, again, maybe around like a 20, 24, 21 type game. So I'm, I'm going to take the under here. Okay. Um, is this three for three? I'm tailing Trev again. Oh boy. Uh, uh, I like it at least it wasn't a direct uh that's true you know going opposite of me but rams rams plus three uh, 
reasons being, I just like him. <laughs> no, yeah. I, uh, uh, let's start with the Bucks. Now, Shreff, I misread that Werfs was, um, he's questionable. Um, okay. says in a walking boot has a chance to play in, divi- in Sunday's divisional matchup, uh, is what I read here. Uh, start with their backfield. I mean, Rams got a great rush defense and, uh, Fournette obviously was not activated off IR going into Sunday's game. Um, don't know his status for this Sunday. Uh, Ronald Jones got hurt. Did he, he play in play. the game? What? He did not. It yeah, so Vaughn. it's Keyshawn it Vaughn, Keyshawn. which he had a decent game, I believe. So huh? I still don't trust him. Uh, but And we talked about Mike Evans a lot beginning of the show. Like He's obviously great, but I think that – Hall of Famer Mike Evans. The Hall of Famer Mike Evans, that they're, they're lacking some other – I know key receivers. I think Rams defense focus on just Evans and Gronk, and the weapons are really not good. I know you said Brady's been dealing with no weapons his whole career, but Rams Rams got a good defense, so I think that'll that'll cause some problems. Um, and Ram and Treff mentioned it. Rams are have been hitting their stride. They're the team that I kind of we kind of thought they'd be at the beginning of the season. Um, I just the back half of the season, they got some really impressive wins after that Rams Packers game um, where they lost by a touchdown, I believe. Um, I just think that they're hot at the right time. I think they can take the bucks. I can't even imagine it. Like I said, I was pretty going back and forth on the spread here, but Rams are a team I liked a lot. So I, um, and I still do. So your guys, a selection of taking them with the points can't be mad can't be mad at that all right here's our final game of divisional round preview we've got the buffalo bills heading to kansas city missouri to take on the reigning afc champion reigning back-to-back afc champion kansas city chiefs fresh off a blowout win against our pittsburgh steelers the chiefs are favored by two points i believe it was three to start it moved to two yeah. And the over-under is at 54 and a half. You will hear from me in a second here. This is my most confident selection. Just want to throw that out there. But Shref, which direction are you going in? Yeah, this is one, this is a game where I, I flip-flopped uh, going into this episode. Um, I think as soon as I watched that Bills game against the Pats, just absolutely decimated them, um, made it look way too easy, won that game. Um I'm kind of doing a reverse engineering here thing of how when I, when I talked about that Bucks game and I said that you like shouldn't bet against Brady, which is what I did. Um, I think in another sense with, with this chiefs team, any time that the chiefs are being given or, or, or only getting two and a half points or two points to cover. I, I don't want to be the one to bet against Patrick Mahomes going out there and just lighten teams up. Um, so I think Bills win this. I mean, I, I said, it. I mean, I think Chiefs win this game. And based on that logic, I would have to assume that the Chiefs win this game by more than two points. So I'm going to trust Mahomes and the boys. I think, I think their offense looks great at the right time. I think their defense, as we've talked about a couple of times, has really only gotten better throughout the season. Um, home game, Bills don't get their home crowd. I like the Chiefs to cover the two. Yeah, I like that. If I, that's not my selection. Um, but if I were, 
to go with the spread, I would. I think the Chiefs do win this game. I think they win it by at least a field goal. So I, I, I would be in agreement with you. However, that's not my selection. This is my most confident selection. I saw this spread. I mean, sorry, I saw this total start at 55 points and immediately it screamed overreaction to me. We just saw the Buffalo Bills put up, what was it, 47 points against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. We see the Chiefs put up 42 points against the Steelers. And we think, wow, these are two dynamic offenses. And it's going to be the same thing this week. And I just I just don't see that. I mean, the line did move down half a point to 54 and a half. So maybe, you know, people are in agreement with me here. But I just think that's way too many points. I, I mean, you mentioned it just a second ago here, Shref, but the Chiefs defense, I don't remember exactly what week it was. They showed it on the Steelers-Chiefs broadcast. I think they were the worst points-per-game defense in the first six weeks, and then I think six week six, they are the best. I think they let up around 16 points per game, and I just think people maybe still have that taste in their mouth at the beginning of the year of the Chiefs you know, being a bad defense, but they are playing just as good as anyone right now. They are shutting teams down. I think it continues here. I think that, you know, the the offenses could still have good games. It could be, I don't know, it could be 28-24, and that's like a decent scoring game, Mm -hmm. and that still wouldn't hit here. 54.5 points is a lot of points. I just think I'm very confident in the under. And uh, I'm I picked all unders except that San Francisco game, so I'm three for three on my unders. We got ourselves a head to head here. All right, is he going with Bills plus two or over fifty four and a half? I'm going over. Jack absolutely hates my picks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, historically speaking, this season it would have worked out, but. Go ahead and explain yourself why you're wrong. Uh, well, you mentioned back half the season that they, uh, the Chiefs have are good in points against, but in team in games where they've played like good offenses, uh, the Bengals let up 34 points, Chargers let up 28 points. Um, I still don't really trust the Chiefs defense, and focusing more on the offenses sure there's recency bias i guess but i mean you could just take these offenses the whole year or sorry not the whole year these offenses the last six games excuse me because the chiefs had a rough start last six games the chiefs chiefs average 36.5 points the bills offense averaged 32.3 points that's a total of uh almost 68 points so I have no reason to believe they won't put that up, especially if they're scoring on each other. It's going to just cause create more urgency in the game. Sure, there's overreaction because these two offenses, it's a high point total, but it has all the makings of a shootout. So uh, the numbers just going off of the past six weeks is telling me take the over. I mean, over would have hit by six, uh, what, 13, 14 points. So um, that's why I'm going with the over 54 and a half. I do like the Chiefs minus two, and that was going to be my pick. Um, you didn't want to would, double up with me the entire thing? No, I, I decided but before then you, the show. Then you, then you heard me say the under. No, <laughs> no I, I, that was my pick today, but before the show, I decided to switch the over. Yeah. The only thing that's going to keep me away from the Chiefs minus two is, is that Stefan Diggs picture. 
the revenge scenario for the Bills. So I, I don't know. As it makes me a little less confident than Chiefs. I think the Chiefs should win. Um, that's why I'm a little nervous about that spread, but I do like the over. And I don't think it's too much of an overreaction, despite it being very high. Hey, last week, my most confident pick was the Chiefs under. And same yeah. narrative here. And you were completely right. So we will see. Yeah, I mean, that, that Bengals spread feels like a trap to me. I think people are going to be completely on the Bengals. And I just, I feel let down in that regard. And then same with this. I just saw that. I'm like, wow, 55. Wow. So, so based on these picks, there's, there's two scenarios that this, how this can play out. It's either Jack and I are sitting there battling for these last, for championship weekend and Super Bowl weekend. And then you would be on the outside looking in Mitchell. But if you, if you run the table here a little bit, we're looking at a whole different scenario. Then I'm out completely out. Probably. Yeah. Cause me and Shreff have three of the same. Correct. And me and Mitchell have three of the opposite. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. We didn't start this whole contest. We didn't start out very, I guess, argumentative in terms of that because we all, the first game, we all pick over, over, over. Yeah. But I'm glad we're kind of uh, have a little bit different thinking here for these matchups. So we'll see what happens. Just a reminder if you didn't catch last week's episode, the two losers of this contest between us three have to buy a piece of Hogline merch uh, of the winner's choosing. Also, take the winner out to dinner at a restaurant of their choosing. Which so, this this uh, merchandise purchase will be expanded and will uh, create an order for anyone who's also interested in anything. So we'll post something and reach out to us as well. If you'd like something, We'll I'll put it together for you and we'll, yeah. Hogline Champions Edition. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'll recap our picks one more time. Or go ahead for the first time. Um, so in the Bengals at Tennessee, Shreff over 47, Mitchell under 47, Jack over 47. 49ers versus not Dallas, Green Bay. Uh, Packers, sorry, sh- sorry, Shreff, Packers minus five and a half. Mitchell, 49ers plus five and a half. Jack Packers minus five and a half. Rams versus the Buccaneers. Shreff Rams plus three. Mitchell under 48 and a half. Jack Rams plus three. And then lastly, Bills versus the Chiefs. Shreff has the Chiefs minus two. Mitchell has the under 54 and a half. And Jack has the over 54 and a half. In the time of this episode, the Packers 49ers game has shifted to minus six. It was six earlier. Went back to six. So people are agreeing with you guys at the moment, but they'll be wrong. (laughs) 49ers money line plus 200. You you just wish Teddy Bridgewater was in these playoffs, don't you, Mitchell? Teddy Bridgewater was on the 49ers going against the Packers. I'd say alter the spread to the 49ers minus six. Yeah. At that point. Jeez. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. That is today's episode. Uh, we are just about halfway through our playoff um, contest here between us three. I did want to also mention, I know at the end of last week's episode, I did say stay tuned for our playoff pool. However, we didn't really organize it. That's on us. But I think to make it up to you guys, I think it'll be a lot of fun. 
we plan on doing something big for the Super Bowl. Uh, we're, either, we're either thinking, do, sorry, what was that? I said, get some squares going for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm, I'm considering we're either be doing a box pool mm-hmm. or a prop pool. Like you fill out a prop sheet and then whoever gets the most correct wins or something like that. So we'll do something big for the Super Bowl. Stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, we'll make it up to you guys in that regard. Thank you for listening, folks. Uh, be sure to share the show with your friends, your family, your dental hygienists, anyone else you may know that's interested in sports. And follow us on all forms of social media. We appreciate the support. And we will catch you next week, folks. See you. Peace, love, prosperity, happiness, joy, everlasting life, almonds, chives, and knives. Chives and knives, we live, Mitch. <laughs>